The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. After vowing to abolish police, Minneapolis City Council demands to know, where are the police? Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. After the tragic death of George Floyd rocked the nation, the Minneapolis City Council, which is composed of nearly all Democrats, took the lead in the anti-police movement, voting to defund the city's police department. The council sought to replace traditional law enforcement with newer, community-based alternative forms of policing. But, as violent crime has plagued the city for months, the city council is now asking, where are the police? The Minneapolis City Council passed a resolution in June to replace the city's police department with an alternative community safety model. The development came days after the council promised anti-police residents that they would completely dismantle the city's policing system. During a two-hour meeting with Minneapolis Police Chief Madeira Arenado this week, the Democratic City Council, in brazen fashion, demanded to know why city police are not responding to the violence with enhanced law enforcement measures. According to Minnesota Public Radio, the number of reported violent crimes, like assaults, robberies, and homicides, are up compared to 2019, according to the MPD crime data. More people have been killed in the city in the first nine months of 2020 than were slain in all of last year. Property crimes like burglaries and auto thefts are also up. Incidents of arson have increased 55% over the total at this point than 2019. Residents are asking, where are the police? Councilman Jamal Osmond said. That is the only public safety option they have at the moment. They rely on Minneapolis Police Department. And they are saying they are nowhere to be seen. Council President Lisa Binder, one of the loudest anti-police voices just months ago, claimed police are being defiant. This is not new, she claimed. Meanwhile, Philippe Cunningham chided his colleagues for looking to the police for solutions when they called for the department's abolition just a few months ago. What I am sort of flabbergasted by right now is colleagues who, a very short time ago, were calling for abolition are now suggesting we should be putting more resources and funding into the Minneapolis Police Department. Arnando told the council that he actually has taken measures to combat the spike in crime. Arnando explained that more officers have been added to patrols. <laughs> What are you paying them? I mean, you wanted to defund them. Additional resources have been allocated for investigative duties, and he has reiterated the seriousness of the crime issue with top department brass. However, the department is also hemorrhaging personnel, Arnando explained. In fact, more than 100 officers have left the department this year alone. Gee, I I wonder why. And yes, that uh, departure is more than double the usual number. With fewer officers, law enforcement becomes much more difficult. Anyway, momentum driving the push to disband the Minneapolis Police Department has dissipated because, as the Minneapolis City Council has learned, highly emotional rhetoric does not translate into functional policy. 
I think when you take a statement and then move into policy work, it gets more complicated, said Bender. Well, so uh, abolishing your police department leads to higher crime. I... Well, who could have seen that coming? This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. It's time for Code Blue with our heroes, Doctors Levy, Conti, and Kitzel. Well, Mr. Tinklestein, what seems to be the problem? Well, Dr. Levy, it's, um, a few months back, I had a penile implant put in. Wow. I couldn't use the normal treatments of, you know, Viagra and Cialis because of my heart condition, and so, well, an implant was put in, and, well, everything seemed fine, but, uh... What? Is it defective? It doesn't work? What's the problem? It... it makes a sound. It's a silly, humiliating noise. Ah, how bad can it be? All right, drop your drawers and let's see what we got here. All right. Uh... Okay, here goes. Uh, I'll activate it. it. It's no laughing matter, Doctor. I, my marriage is on the brink of destruction because of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> well, I can't stay in the mood when you're laughing that hard. <laughs> it's not only that. Sometimes it, it goes off on its own. Right at the office in the middle of work and important meetings. <laughs> I don't think you fully oh, understand man. how much torment I'm in Hang here. on a minute. Hang on. I got to catch my breath here. All right, all right. Look, 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 look. All right, put that thing down. I don't want that stand at me. Okay, I'll deflate it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is gold. Meanwhile, on the next floor, we find the offices of psychiatrist Dr. John Kinsel. Oh, Dr. Kinsel, I just, I don't know what this means, but I deeply love my husband, and we've had a good marriage for the four years we've been together, but sometimes when I'm alone, and I, you know, touch myself, I dream about other women. Does that make me gay? <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> Let me, let me find somebody who can help you with this. What, what are you doing? Hang on. All right, here we go. What are you doing with that puppet on your hand? <laughs> Relax. It's therapy. <laughs> this is Betty the Butch. <laughs> say hi to Betty. Say hi to, say hi to Laura, Betty. Well, hi there, Laura. Let me tell you, honey. Oh, I'd love nothing more than to dive right into your fish bucket. Oh, let me tell you. Oh. Uh, this is totally inappropriate and outrageous, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> if she went down on you, <laughs> it'd be more like a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, down the hall, Dr. Joe Conti begins his rounds. So, uh, Mr. Brownspot, uh, what seems to be the trouble today for you? Well, Dr. Conti, I, uh... Lately, I've been suffering from severe gastrointestinal problems, resulting in uncontrollable flatulence that never seems to end. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Oh, jeez. Let me, uh, 
Let me get the window. Uh. Oh, hang on, that's my phone. Let me check that. But then, static electricity from Cunty's phone ignites the methane gas that has been collected in the exam room, resulting in... Will Dr. Conti and Mr. Brownspot survive? What about Dr. Levy and his patient? Can he solve the problem of those cartoon noises for that man's privates? And what about Dr. Kensel? Is his therapy unorthodox or just batshit crazy? Tune in next time for another episode of Code Blue. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Mint, is gray hair sneaking up on you? Hey, it is sneaking up on me. Down hair toe. Mint, your world doesn't need to be all shades of gray. With For Men Only Hair Stain, you can re-enter a manly black and colored world and get laid. Now FDA approved for your pubes. Oh, now that's a lot better. And thicker, too. Hair stain is for men only. Women, especially pregnant women, should never even touch hair stain unless you want breast cancer, brain cancer, rectal rot, and or retard babies. By purchasing this product, we assume that you do not want the aforementioned maladies. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Lovely butts busted for bleach attack. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A Florida woman named Lovely Butts allegedly doused a juvenile relative with bleach and threatened to pistol whip the victim during a confrontation at a Daytona Beach home. According to cops, the 64-year-old Butts was arrested on a pair of felonies, aggravated assault, and child abuse, and booked into the Volusia County Jail, from which she was released on bond. Investigators allege that Butts threw bleach at the female victim, causing the bleach to strike her in the face and mouth, and also threatened to pistol whip the girl while holding a firearm. The minor is described in a police report as Butts' primary caregiver. Hmm. When police arrived at the residence around 8 p.m., they found the victim, who smelled of bleach in the front yard. The girl told cops that she had gotten into an argument with Butts, about the location of her medication. During the dispute, the girl said, Butts poured bleach on her, which got into her eyes and mouth, which almost caused her to lose consciousness. The girl, who lives with Butts, was treated at the scene by Daytona Beach Fire Department medics. The victim, Scops reported, said she had been fearful of starting additional arguments with the defendant, so she has been urinating in a solo cup located in her room. Officers located and photographed a cup inside the residence, which appeared to coincide with the victim's story. Police seized Butts, unloaded firearm from her bedroom nightstand, and tagged the weapon as evidence. According to court records, Butts has previously been convicted of passing bad checks. Well, despite the name, it appears Butts just isn't so lovely. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. And now it's time for an old night-night classic here on RadioMisfits.com.
it's a typical evening at Cityopolis Airport, but nothing is typical about the sinister messages being transmitted about said airport. All right, the mayor's plane will be arriving shortly. Remember, he'll be in the blue suit with a red tie. Let him take a few steps down off the plane, then take the shot. Leave your weapon with the tape of our demands and threat to our next target. Commissioner Wentwin. Got it? Over. Well, uh, sure, um, uh, but, but, what's the plan? <sighs> Damn it. That was the... Alright, alright. Listen to me very carefully. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the airport parking lot, we find the legendary Night Cruiser! What are we doing sitting in some dumb airport? This is boring! I told you, Bubo, I'm following up on death threats made against the mayor. His plane is arriving here tonight, and if his assailants make their move, we'll be there to catch them. But what if they shoot him before we catch him? A sad and tragic possibility, but in the end, justice will be served. Damn! Wouldn't it be better if we caught him before they kill the mayor? Well, obviously, but I don't know who we're dealing with here. It could be a group or a lone wolf. I've set the night computer to monitor suspicious or threatening transmissions, but so far, nothing's shown up. Transmissions? Oh, uh, well, uh, I kind of set the computer to record some radio shows while we sat out here. What? Oh, jeez, oh, jeez. arriving shortly. Let him take a few steps down off the plane, then take the shot. Good lord, Bubo. Did you hear that? Some vile villain will shoot the mayor tonight. Well, don't just sit there telling me about it. But you, 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 damn you. All right, let's go. And soon, Night Night and Bubo are running through the halls of Cityopolis Air Terminal. We've got no time to lose, trying to find the the assassin. We so, uh, we need to find the mayor first. Well, well how do we do that? Simple, Bubo. We get information from the information desk. <clears throat> Excuse me, citizen, but I need to know where the mayor's plane will be landing and where he'll be deplaning. I'm sorry, but I don't think I should be giving out that kind of information to someone like you, dressed like that. But, damn it! Hey, I know where the mayor is. No, this ought to be good. Okay, Bubo, where is he? Over there, where all them reporters are standing in front of that plane pulling up to that giant banner that says, Welcome back, Mayor. Hmm. You may be right, Bubo. Let's check it out. Meanwhile, among the crowd waiting to greet the mayor are Commissioner Wetwin and Police Chief O'Reilly. Well, so far so good, O'Reilly. Hopefully those threats were all just a false alarm. Hey, is that Night-Night and Boo-Boo? What? Oh no, it is them! Damn it! Stop, Boo-Boo. We'll never make it in time. At this rate. You mean you won't, fatty? Shut up, damn you! Listen, we'll, we'll use our night cables by attaching them to that plane that's lifting off above us. Once we appear, any attackers will back off in fear. Let's go, Momo. Okay. Whoa! 
And so Night Night and Bubo do indeed fire their cable guns at the billy of a nearby plane above them and swing from it and instantly cover the distance between them and the mayor's plane. Once over the mayor's entourage that is stepping off the plane, Night Night and Bubo drop in on top of them. Oh, no. What is this? What the hell? Night, night. Stop right there, Mayor. Your life is at stake. Night, night. Night, night. Back away from the Mayor. Now. You've got to stay down, Mayor. It's for your own good. God damn, get this freak off me. Lord, get off him, night, night. Have you lost your mind? You don't understand, Whitman. The Mayor's in danger. Yeah, from you. No, it's... And so, panic ensues, but soon calms down as the crowd sees Night Night on the scene and immediately assume there's nothing serious going on. Meanwhile, the would-be assassin escapes. Damn it, Night Night. You've ruined yet another month-long investigation. These terrorists have been threatening the mayor and me. Back off, weapon. You can't deny that I just saved the mayor's life. He's not the mayor, he's a decoy. The real mayor flew in by police helicopter. He's already safe at home. All you did was create enough confusion for the assassin to get away. Well, 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 well this wouldn't have happened if you if you had let me in on your plans, Whitman. I shall not stand by and take the fall for yet another example of your bungling. Come on, Bubo. Good night, night. Shouldn't we stick around and figure things out with Whitman so this doesn't happen again? Not now, Bubo. Ooh, I took a hit to the gut, and now I... I need to take a shot. And so, Night Night goes running off. <laughs> Damn. I don't want my cape to get dipped in the toilet. Oh. But I've no time to lose. I've got to take my mask and cape off. Anyway, I'll be safe in this stall. Damn, come on, come on, come on. But suddenly, a news photographer opens the door to Night Night's stall. Night Night? What? You're really Lyle Richmond. No, I'm not. <laughs> Scared the poo out of you, huh? Well, smile for the camera. No, 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 no. Damn it. No. Come here, you. Oh. <laughs> Tripped on your own super panties, huh? Well, later, dude. Night Night quickly struggles to pull his tights back on and pursue the photographer, but to no avail, as the photographer quickly loses himself in the crowds that Night Night's earlier attack on the mayor had attracted. Damn, damn, damn. Hey, <laughs> Night Night, you got a pee stain on your tights. <laughs> Shut up, you idiot. My secret identity has been exposed. What? But, but how? By what may be the most masterful calculating villain I've ever faced. Really? No, it was just some asshole photographer who stumbled in on me while I was taking a shit and caught me with my mask off. And now, part two of Night Night. And later, we find Night Night and Bubo at the Night's Lair. Oh man, oh man. Any minute now it could all be over. My secret revealed. How could this happen to me? Me! One of the greatest champions of justice the world has ever known. How is it that I have come to suffer this twisted twist of fate? Because you were taking a shit in a public restroom with your mask off, dumbass! T- 
damn it, Bool. Always have your mask on at all times. Shut up, damn you. Damn. If only I knew where this photographer were. My only hope now is that he's stupid enough to call me and try to blackmail me. Mr. Lyle. What is this, Medley? There's some man on the phone who says he wants to blackmail you. <laughs> oh, uh, give me the phone. <coughs> uh, hello? This is Lyle Richmond. Yeah, yeah, right, night, night. Now listen up. I've got these photos of you, and if you don't want them to be published, then you're going to pay me a million dollars. <laughs> this is crazy. I <laughs> Look, that was just an outfit from a costume party. I just attended it, and uh, that's how you found me. Yeah, then why did you come after me? <laughs> because you embarrassed me. How would you like it if someone took pictures of you while you were taking a shit? <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'll just go with my instincts and publish these photos unless you pay me. Damn it. Well, this better be the only payment. Hell no! I expect you to pay me a million a year. Damn, that greedy bastard's gonna clean you out, Night Night. Night Night, huh? I knew it. Damn it, move off! You got two days, and then that's it. No, don't hang up. Damn it! That idiot! I have no idea where to send the money. Well, hang up. He might be trying to call back. Oh, oh shit! Wait a minute. Didn't you set the night computer to monitor and trace all incoming calls? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Yes, here's his location. To the night cruiser. Oh, boy. And soon the night cruiser can be seen once again racing through the streets of Cityopolis. Hopefully we can wrap this up quickly. I, I still can't believe this happened to me. Well, you got clumsy taking a shit with your mask off. Damn it. I mean, anybody could have walked in on you. Well, seeing them shiny nylon boots under the stall, of course he knew it was you. Damn it, Bubo! Don't you think I know that? I, I'm getting old. I'm slipping up. Maybe Smedley's right. Maybe it's time to I, I, I quit this crap and retire. What? No, no, I want to keep playing night night, Bubo. <laughs> well, then you better start showing me some damn respect. And soon, Night Night's tracer leads him to the shady green apartments. Hmm, the signal's definitely coming from this apartment complex, but I can't seem to pinpoint it. <laughs> Somebody spray-painted the letters ITT over the word shady on the shady green apartment sign. <laughs> hmm, for once the graffiti is completely accurate, Bobo as this is a seedy part of town. The populace here are little more than the dog shit on my boot. A fitting home for our extortionist. Hey, hey, look over there. Yeah, man, what? What I oh, you. Oh, you be, oh, hey, looky be. here. It's oh, nightmare. Man, look at that. Greetings, citizens. I'm looking for a photographer. Night-night. Why waste time with these guys? Didn't you just say they were nothing but the dog shit on the bottom of your boot? What? Oh, shit! Suddenly, a group of tenants beat Night-Night severely, and then dump him in a nearby ditch, and then pee on him. Welcome to Shitty Green, bitch! Meanwhile, Bubo has been hiding behind a nearby car until after the tenants leave. He then pulls Night-Night out of the ditch, 
by dragging him by his cape all the way to the night cruiser. Stop! Bobo, stop! I, I, I can't breathe! Damn, I can't never do right! You always bitch! Why'd you do that? Because it felt like this. There, that felt good. The signal is coming through now. Hmm. The phones of those uh, uh, unruly youths must have been giving interference. Now, Bobo, we must hurl our cables up to the roof and climb to that window. a lot of gut. Guess that's why I'm already up here on the roof. <laughs> no, stupid. The window we need is... It, it's here. Right in front of me. I I see him. Really? Okay. I'll come down. What? No! Damn it, Boo. Are you sure it was him? Yes. I can see him as he looked right at me and shot me the rod as he sat at his computer. Great obscenity. Is there no end to this guy's indecency? Damn it, Boobo. Didn't you hear me? He was sitting at his computer. I've got to stop him before he sends those photos online. Whoa, Night-Night. What are you going to do with that rocket launcher? I've got to make sure those photos are destroyed. What about the other tenants? Once again, Boobo, collateral damage will be the necessary evil in my war against evil. And as the smoke clears, Night Night and Bubo find the blackmailing photographer among the rubble, still alive. Uh, what? What happened? Uh, Night Night? What, what are you doing here? Gee, Night Night, it's like he doesn't remember anything. Of course not, as the night rocket was tipped with a capsule laced with Nighty Night amnesia gas. Uh, I, I can't feel my legs. I, I can't feel my legs. Uh-oh. Remember what he was up to, Bobo. This is a fitting end for his kind. What about the other wounded? Well, most of them were among those that beat me, so screw them. Thus ends another amazing night-night adventure. been a Nail Sin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? This is a Nail Sin News Bulletin. Woman saws own hand off... In an attempt to commit insurance fraud. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A Slovenian woman and her boyfriend are headed to jail after a court determined the pair engaged in insurance fraud. The woman, Julia Adolescent, 
I may not be pronouncing that right, but whatever, was determined to have cut her own hand off with a circular saw in an attempt to secure more than $1 million in disability insurance payment. According to the Slovenian press agency, 22-year-old Adolescic and her boyfriend concocted the plan to cash out a variety of disability insurance policies after she decided to cut her own hand off in early 2019. Adolescic's boyfriend, Sebastian Abramoff, was said to have taken out at least five insurance policies on Adolescic. The five policies totaled approximately $1.16 million. Following the grisly incident, Adolescic was rushed to the hospital, leaving her hand behind, and told doctors that she accidentally severed the hand while cutting tree branches. Her leaving the hand behind wasn't a coincidence or an accident, according to the prosecution, which said the couple intentionally left the severed hand behind to ensure the injury's permanence. Even though they left the hand at the scene of the incident, experts were able to reattach her extremity. Ahead of the injury, prosecution alleged the couple was looking up internet searches regarding prosthetic hands. The Ljubljana District Court, which I'm probably not pronouncing correctly, but anyway, found that Adolescent and Abramoff guilty of insurance fraud and sentenced the pair to two and three years in prison, respectively. Throughout the trial, Adolescent insisted she was the victim of a terrible accident and did not intentionally cut off her own hand. In a statement, Adolescent said, No one wants to be crippled. My youth has been destroyed. I lost my hand at the age of 20. Only I know how it happened. Of the couple's impending incarceration, Judge Margita Dvornik said, We believe the sentences are fair and appropriate and will serve their purpose. Gee, I know it's a million dollars, but come on, isn't that a little extreme at the loss of extremities? This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. Views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Night, night. What? You're really Lyle Richmond. No, I'm not. <laughs> Scared the poo out of you, huh? Well, smile for the camera. No, 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 damn it, no!